Clash. It is the Super Clash podcast. Uh, we just had a massive chill down our spine as Con and I looked at each other, and we hear a cat scratching at the door behind us. <laughs> but, Connor, hey, how's it been? It's been going, dude. It's been going. Mm-hmm. Same here. It's uh, kind of uh, getting out of a spout of depression that I was feeling um, a few nights ago, and it was one of those depressions to where you couldn't get me to do anything. Uh, I literally just wanted to sit on my couch and watch YouTube. There were no games. I have a massive shelf of PS4 games and a couple PS5 games and lots of games on my PC. I could not get myself to even get up and go play something. Yeah. And it was just, I had one of those nights. And I'm doing better now, but hopefully it'll it'll uh, keep on keeping on. But other than that, um, Connor and I did play a few games. Uh, not as many games this week as we wanted, but we played a little bit more of Godfall. Mm-hmm. We have a few things to say about that. Mm-hmm. Destiny Fall. I'm trying to give you a hint. And we also started a new game. It's a, almost a Souls-like. Yeah. Um, Remnant from the Ashes. And I have a lot to actually, when I think about it, I have a lot to say about that because on this podcast i i am the souls guy i am the the souls born guy i love the games not good at them but i love the games and so i can probably give my input on remnant from the ashes compared to what makes a souls born game or souls like i should say good as opposed to remnant which has good things but there's one major issue i have with it which which we'll get into but first i think uh, let's just get kind of the um, hardware stuff out of the way. Connor, you mentioned that there was an update on the PS3 store, so tell me about that. So, um, as mentioned on a previous podcast, I don't remember which one, but... Last one, actually. Was it the last one? Okay. Yep, this is episode 15. This is episode 16, so... Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned that they will be soon shutting down the PS3 and uh, PSP and PS Vita PSN mm-hmm. stores. Um, well, an update to that is they have already been like kind of not announcing it, but have been going out and uh, removing patches for games. Oh, I remember now. Yes. And removing games from the store. Yeah. Yep. So a few users have reported going out searching for specific games and lo and behold, they're gone or they pop in a disc that they know has an update to it. And there's no updates anymore. And which is, to me, is very, very frustrating when you give a day that things are going to go down and then you pull things before then. Because what about people who are trying to to prepare, which is what I was doing, and I can get into that in a little bit. Um, I've taken some precautions this past week. Um, But yeah, I don't know. What do you think about it? Sony, all I can say is, Sony, what are you doing? What are you doing? Last generation, you were, like, on top of the world. You revealed the PlayStation 4 in, in, the, uh, in the whole shadow of the Xbox One controversy. You know, where Xbox, where Xbox One said, oh, no, um, you won't be able to borrow your games. Uh, it will always be on, all that stuff. And you specifically took a stab at Xbox when the PlayStation 4 was revealed. It's like this is how you borrow games with your friend, with, with your friend, and there was two Sony executives ha- handing a physical game over to each other, and that essentially helped you win the PS4, Xbox One generation. Mm. And now with the PS5 rolling in, 
I, I, I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're, you're shutting down things early. You're focusing on your major blockbusters, Uncharted and, and uh, 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 Last of Us, and almost throwing new IPs by the wayside. You're turning into Xbox. You're turning into essentially what Xbox was for almost a decade. Yeah. To where you barely had any new exclusives. Um, Xbox, I should say. Xbox barely had any new exclusives outside of Forza, Halo, and Gears of War. Yeah. And they milked that shit dry. Halo 5 was not received very well. No. As a result. And I don't know a thing about Forza, and I don't think the newest Gears was received very well. It's like more of the same. And now you're seeing the success of The Last of Us, what with the TV show and and everything. Why are you mil- milking it dry? It's going to get stale. So... If if you're gonna pull an Xbox, are we gonna see ten games with just different different uh, views yeah. in that world? I hope to God not. Well, to kind of build off what you were saying, you know, it was pretty clear that the PS4 was the like champion of the last generation. It was absolutely, you know, it, it sold more than the Xbox One. It was a more popular platform, and it it gained favor early on because of the decisions that Microsoft made. However, uh, it has been found out now that if your um, CMOS battery, which has a 10 to 15 year lifespan mm-hmm. on the inside of your PS4, if it dies, you can no longer play games. And when I think about that, as I mentioned before, the whole thing with PlayStation shutting down or shutting down uh, the PS3 and PS Vita store, the really weird decision to make Last of Us again for PS5. And canceling Days Gone 2, as I said before in a text to you, I think right now it's cool to hate PlayStation. Yeah. Um, when I thought about it more, I want to lean more on, with the, with the CMOS battery going out, more as a design flaw and not intentional. I don't think it was intentional. I think it was lack of foresight on that. Mm-hmm. But the, the positive to this situation is, a a CMOS battery can be replaced. It's, um, it's like the size of a it. It is a watch battery. It's basically, basically a watch battery. Yeah, it can be replaced, $2. and then it would be good again for another ten to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And as long as the PS4 servers are up, you can um you you can basically uh connect back on with your system online, and then you can actually access games again. So if you as long as these servers stay up, this is kind of a, a nothing burger kind of issue. Mm-hmm. It, it's unfortunate that you would have to go through that process or pay somebody to replace that CMOS battery right. for you. But it's not like, well, these consoles are bricked forever until they take down the PS servers, unless they do something where they patch that out, which some people believe that it could be patched out. The PS4 does still have life because it's it's just it's hard to get a PS5 right now. It would be asinine for them to to shut down the ps4 server not not, i guess not really servers but i i heard um, though i will say i I heard from somebody that they took the cmos battery out of a ps5 and it would still play ps4 games interesting but not ps5 i can't remember if they said it would play ps5 or not interesting and like they could access online everything i don't know all I know is that you could play games, which I think was the key thing that people were trying to see. So I, so may, maybe they, maybe they did see it was an issue, and 
fixed it in the newest one, but that doesn't necessarily explain what why they didn't patch it out. I think it could be fixed. Unless it's a hardware thing. I think it could be fixed with the software. I am i don't know. Basically, it would. I think what it's trying to do is, is it has to reach out online to validate that you can play these games, basically. So it's like reach, it's doing like a light touch out online to check for something, I think. And without without the CMOS battery, oh, well, I don't know, actually. No, that doesn't make any sense because... Yeah, because you play it offline, it works. Ex- exactly. Because yeah. I, I would go to um, L- Lily's house every once in a while, and I don't even bother connecting to their Wi-Fi because country Wi-Fi doesn't, doesn't do well. And yeah. on my PS4, I could still play games. Yeah, I don't know. I forget what the whole logic is behind it, why it had to, to keep that CMOS battery in there. I don't know. It's probably a, the way Sony is treated. I think it's probably some kind of bullshit. I think maybe it's yeah. something to do with like cashing a certificate or something. Anyway, um, regardless, um, I encountered something strange with kind of pivoting this, by the way, I'm jumping around here. Segway. But, you know, segue, segue, segue. Um Going back to the PS3 and backing up games, I went ahead and I purchased a um, one terabyte hard drive for my slim PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have a backwards compatible one that has the original hard drive. At some point, I think I need to replace that too. The fat one? Yeah, the fat one. But it could play PS2 and PS1 games. That That's one reason why I would probably want to get a fat one, just so I can play some PlayStation 1 games. There I want to play Rugrats Search for Reptar again, damn they're it. They're hard to find now. They're hard to find now. We need to get together sometime so we can play fucking play Rugrats Search for Reptar. I wonder... Holding on. Okay, so what Connor's doing right now is he's reaching to his shelf. He's grabbing some PlayStation 1 games. I can't tell, because some of them are unmarked cases. But at one point, I did have Rugrats. The Search for Reptar? That game was badass. Yes, sir. The PS1 game, right? That's a really, really cool game. Yeah, at one point, I did have that game. I, um, I don't know. Like, I want to... like. I remember it fondly as a kid, but I ha- but I'm kind of scared going back as a 30 year old adult and be like, why do I like this game? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I think that uh, this is a side tangent. I think PS1 era games held up the worst. I know some people are gonna be like, no, that's not true. But I think there's something timeless about like you know the the pixelated games before it, and then I think that the games that came after it. The the CG and them or the the 3D models and them looked better because my my guess would be is uh if we're looking at like the Super Nintendo Nintendo they used sprites yeah and they they're already really well drawn and they were just I don't know how games work but they were just put put to movement like there were frames that were drawn each and they were put in a sequence depending on what your buttons you press mm-hmm. whereas with PlayStation and I guess to a to a point, Nintendo sixty four used polygons, and you know with only so much space they couldn't have as much polygons as we do now, mm-hmm. and that's why it shows age more than your Super Nintendo games or your um, old like Street Fighter to this day is super, still super colorful and looks good as because they were sprites as yeah. opposed to polygons. Yeah, I I just think. I don't think they're bad. Like, I will go back yeah. and I'll play games from that era. I just don't think they hold up quite as well, mm-hmm. in my opinion. They're not as timeless. But going back, so I installed the the hard drive, and I went out to 
PlayStation's site to download the firmware onto a USB to put in to reinstall. Uh-huh. Uh, fun fact, you can't do that. What? Uh, the, you... but- the button to download, you-, you click it, and it does not do anything. It does not download the firmware to your computer. I tried on two different computers. Unless both of my computers have some something wrong with them, that firmware was not available to pull from the official Sony site anymore. So they're shutting it down pretty early. And so I had to go to, I forget what, like Tech Radar. They had the, the most recent firmware on there. So I snagged mm. it from them, installed it, and it was fine. But that's something to be a little worried about if Sony doesn't even have their own official firmware on their site anymore. Right. And I didn't mention this on Twitter. I probably should to see if anybody else has encountered this. Um, but yeah, that was concerning. But I've started the process now of uh, I've updated the system and I've started slowly, and I mean slowly, downloading all my games from the uh, PlayStation Store. And I'm going to install all my physical discs behind me mm-hmm. and install all the patches for those. But it's going to take some time because, I, man, I forgot how slow uh, PS3 downloads were and um, installs. Yeah, oh I remember gosh. that, too. When I, when I first got, like, not the slim, like, the last PS3 before the PS4 came out, but the one in between the fat and and that one, it took freaking forever. When I, I, I'm I looking at Killzone 3, and I bought Killzone 3 was one of the first ones I bought. It was, like, 45 minutes to, for it to get halfway yeah, I'd believe it because I was installing. Uh, I installed the Tomb Raider game, the the remake one, and then I installed um, another larger game that was around. They were both around ten gigs, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, they went for a couple hours. I think Man. between like <laughs> between downloading and then installing. You gotta love that three gigabytes of RAM. Ugh. Gigabytes of RAM. Probably not even a gigabyte. I don't know. But yeah, so I'm I'm doing that. I'm also gonna download all of my PS Vita games onto it mm-hmm. so that I have them on there. Which then leads me to my next thing. I got a new PS Vita. I saw you play with it earlier. It's uh I got a red one and I'm in the process of talking with a buddy of mine on Twitter about modding that one to be able to take micro S D cards. I I went on a what is it Solaris Japan uh-huh. I and I, I I was tempted to buying buying a couple I did I saw a couple uh, cool figurines not not the anime girl figurines just like other ones what's wrong with anime girl figurines mm, nothing I just don't think my fiance would like me having anime girl figurines laying around the house I don't think she was that lame man she listens to this podcast just so you know that's good hey if you're listening I'm out I'm out for you I'm out for blood he's mine you know. Ooh. And uh, hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but but yeah. Anyway, so so hopefully you can get that worked out. It's like I get it. I want to I want to put this out there. I get I get it. At, when you think about it, the PlayStation Three is almost a fifteen year old console. At some point, they do have to move on. Yeah. Um. But what I don't get is why they don't have a plan. There's still some nostalgia when it comes to these games. I can understand like super obscure games being be, being taken off kind of like most PS4 games except for a couple of obscure titles can play on the PS5, you know. Yeah. 
Xbox, I I don't mean to keep going back to this, but Xbox is at the very least is slowly doing software updates to where older and more obscure Xbox 360 and Xbox first generate first Xbox. I don't want to say Xbox One, but yeah, um, titles can play on the most on the current Xbox. And most, I don't I don't know how much of a percentage of the library, but most Xbox 360 games will play on the Xbox One. Yeah, and so it's still early in the new generation. Mm-hmm. It's it's been out for less than a year. Sony can bounce back. Yeah, but at this moment of this recording, I really do think Xbox is winning the console generation. Maybe not in terms of sales, because I because the PS Five is really popular and and really sought after. But in terms of consumer friendliness, Xbox is winning with what with Game Pass and acquiring Bethesda. That's a big thing. And, yeah. And and it sounds like they're 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 um, at least willing to take risks for to create good games. And here's Sony right now wanting to just focus on Uncharted and Last of Us, really wanting to almost run Naughty Dog into the ground. Yeah. Because the it's like give them a break, guys. Like, like Naughty Dog is your top studio. I mean, they they come out with a game once every five years or so, but all those games are phenomenal. They're fantastic. There's that and and God of War and uh, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. They're kind of milking as well at this point. Yeah, and so it's it's a little bit concerning, but again, it's it's early in in the generation. They can turn. They can bounce back. I think if there was a way. If they could have done a way to, like, anything digitally you purchased on the PS3 mm-hmm. or maybe even the Vita, if it was also available on PS4, they should have let you play it on there. Unless, and I'm I'm really reaching here, unless they have some sort of secret ulterior motive to pull these stuff off of the store in order to bring them back for all digital for a game pass competition i i doubt that but they kind of do that with ps now but here's the thing i think the last ps now that i saw was a ps4 um game they have ps3 on there for sure i don't know about anything older than that but i know they have ps3 games on there but again if if they if they want to bounce back the vita have vita games available on ps now we could just boom yeah, because a lot of Vita games were playable on the PSTV, which was like the um, the uh, Vita that you could hook up to your TV and play games on your TV. Right. So making them be able to play on a console isn't that challenging. <laughs> so I don't know, and I'm I'm really reaching here, but I'm just still sad that I'm I'm sad because I'm concerned about Sony's future. Yeah. I'm I'm there with the you, man. the the whole the whole like milking milking Last of Us Uncharted and all that is concerning me because if that's going to be the case, we're in this mode for seven years at at the very least. I'm part of me. I have the same worries I did when um on the Xbox One when they announced that they were going to start bringing their games to PC. Mm-hmm. Um. Now that I've seen that PlayStation has started to do that with some of their PS4 games, I worry that they're going to hit a point where they just start releasing all PlayStation exclusives on PC, at which point... What's... Microsoft wins. 
Well, I mean, yeah. Well, also, I don't know about like, wins, but I mean, at that point, what's the point of owning a PlayStation or an Xbox? Yeah. Other than price. Yeah. I I, I want I want to make it clear when I say Microsoft wins, I'm I don't want to to make it sound like this is a console war or or anything. What I'm basically trying to say is that there is competition between Microsoft and uh, Sony. They are competing companies in the console market. And Microsoft has cornered the market um, when it comes to PC gaming. Um, if, if you bring PlayStation exclusives onto PC, that just gives Microsoft, more, in, in a way, I want to say, more ammo to just say, why go for PlayStation when you can play their, those games on a PC? Yeah, the the uh, I don't know what you want to call it. the The argument for a PC becomes even stronger yes. when you have more games on it. Because the argument now, I watched a Linus Tech Tips video the other day, where it was like, "Can we create a PC for the cost of an Xbox uh, Series X or PS Five that does what it does?" And I knew before the video played, no, the answer is no, you can't. Um, a graphics card alone would cost you most of that budget because mm. the new consoles have ray tracing, so you'd have to buy at least an RTX card. If you can find one, good luck. Yeah, and with scalper prices, yeah, you're, you're completely screwed. But even if everything was at regular MSRP, you couldn't do it either. However, if your PC can play, you know, PlayStation 5 and Series X games and PC games the argument for the price becomes a lot easier because instead of owning two consoles and you know a, a cheap enough PC to run basic games, you could just consolidate. Just have one. a good PC, yeah. and you could play all your PC games on high levels, plus your your uh, normally console exclusive games as well. Yeah, so. and and let's to uh, to kind of bounce bounce off that PlayStation going to PC. Days gone was just ported to PC. Yep. How much of a slap in the face is that for for them just to port to uh to port Days Gone to PC only to cancel the sequel in favor of a Last of Us remake? Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that Days Gone succeeds on PC to incentivize Sony to maybe start start it back up again cuz you, you, you they can they can say okay, the project's up again. Go ahead. I would like to see that happen, but I guess anything can happen. I doubt it. I mean, there's rumors of of Konami finally giving in to make a Silent Hill game. Yeah, I I just don't think Sony is very motivated by numbers, and even if a game was well received, if it was not widely well received, it doesn't do well. Like for a, a good example is The Order 1886 is a beautiful game it was it's still like i want to go back to it now uh, it's one of the best looking games of last gen and it was fun i had a great time with it and i was actually interested in the story me too there wasn't really many like werewolf games set in that time period with kind of like a steampunky vibe to it you know it was fun it didn't perform it didn't do well commercially no and people complained about the short story even though i think the story was entertaining the entire time Whereas I've played 16, 20, 25 hour games that were not fun the entire time that have gotten more praise. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, and and like I said, I I I, th- I think the order eighteen eighty six. I didn't really say this, but I'll add on to it. 
um, was probably just long enough to where you didn't you didn't get bored with it. Um, right. if you you look at Last of Us again, I I don't mean to keep going back to Last of Us, but right now it's it's kind of a good example of when a game can be too long. It, Last of Us Two was really really long. Um, you have you have that in between scene with uh with Ellie and Dina and the baby, only for her to go to California and you're in it for another two three hours. Yeah, that like don't get me wrong, you got your money's worth, you got your sixty dollars worth, but it got really exhausting every single time I play Last of Us Two. By by the time she goes back to Wyoming, I'm just like, I'm done. I I can't I can't go back to California. Yeah. And 1886, I think, was the perfect length. Now, I guess in hindsight, if I'd kind of be pissed too if you charged me sixty dollars for a four-hour game. I don't. I'm not though, because here's the thing: go to a movie, spend how much at a movie theater for how long of an experience? About two hours. Yeah. Two hours, and you spend, you know, on your forty dollars. If you if you do if you're crazy enough to do snacks if you do snacks yeah you're spending an ass ton of money let's just say you buy a ticket an average ticket for a brand new movie coming out is probably around 15 bucks at least Mm -hmm. so you know and a movie is anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours typically so extrapolate that out you're looking at about the same price as a is a 60 dollar game at around four to five hours that's true right that's a good point like you're not you're not overpaying and if you're having a good time the entire time it's is I think it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. I saw um, somebody posted the other day. It was an indie game developer, and it it pissed me off. Not the not the developer, but what happened to them? Mm. They have a game that I think it, it's only like a ten dollar game, but it was it was a two hour long game that was more of a story experience that was a unique experience, and because it was so short. It falls into that range of games you can request a refund from Steam. So oh, people were playing no. the game to completion and then requesting a refund on it. That's shitty. Dude, that's messed up. Like, if you do that, you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah. Like support like you guys are gamers. You guys you guys are or not not our audience. Hopefully anyone in our audience, all ten of you, didn't do this. Yeah. Um but we we're compassionate about about games. We want to support these developers. We want new ideas to keep getting out there. So, but you need to support the developers to do that. And ten dollars for two hours of gameplay is not it's cheaper than a movie ticket. Yes, yes, that's for, my for, whole for point. the length of a movie. <laughs> and if you had a good time, then it's worth it. That's the thing. If you had a good time, then it's worth it. If you didn't have a good time, but you you still played through the whole thing, oh well. You know, you, you, you experienced the whole thing, you paid for it, the end. You know, mm-hmm. you, it's, you can't go eat a pizza somewhere, eat the entire thing, and then be like, I didn't really like that, I want my money back. Mm-hmm. No, you ate the entire thing, don't be a piece of shit and ask for your money back, like a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, people? If you did this, you are the Karens of gaming. Yes. But... <sighs> Okay, we've we've went on many tangents, but no, point. I I I don't think so because we talked about our concerns with PlayStation, the way the way that Sony's going, yeah. Um, your your experience or with downloading all those games and running into, I still want to say a um design flaw with the PlayStation. So now let's shift gears to our games that we played. Um, 
we'll save Remnant for last because I um I have the most to say about Remnant. Um, let's talk about our Godfall uh session from last night. At the time of this recording, we played God Godfall last night. So my take, I just want the game to end. Yeah, me too. I'm I about was done. like, and here's the thing. Um, I had the same experience with Godfall as I do with, I guess I did with Destiny. It was one of the first games to come out for PlayStation 5 that utilized the, both PlayStation's power and controller functions. Mm-hmm. I was really excited with it. I played it. I was having fun. But now that you know the honeymoon phase is over, I'm starting to see more and more of the flaws that Godfall has. And going back to Destiny, it basically is this generation's Destiny, but I would say without the... Um, the money that Bungie and Activision had, yeah, Activision, For Destiny, yeah, uh, that had because Destiny had massive marketing, huge marketing, and only to come with a, I would say, slightly above average game. It was passable. Yeah, Godfall. However, I cannot give you any details of what the story is about. Um, don't know, and I just don't care. I don't either, and I have no idea um, the worlds that you go into, like the Earth Realm, Water water Realm, and Air Realm. I have no idea how these fit into the story or the world. You have Um, no connection to the main character. I don't even know his name. Orin. Orin? Okay, sure. But here's the thing. Um, Your Vapor Plates basically... They change your character. Mm-hmm. They they change the the uh, sex of your character. They change how they talk too. Their voices, I'm pretty sure. Yep, that's what I mean by the sex. There's 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 female and male, and there's also characters that I have no idea. It's like oh, the seventh sanctum, the the weird spirit thing that gives you missions. Okay, well, what's her story? Mm-hmm. Where did she come from? How do, how did how do you know? How does she know you? You know, I can't give you anything. And on top of that. I want to say um, that either the team behind this is either so focused on the paid DLC to the point where they're neglecting uh, um, patches. It needs them. Or they're just working on the D- on the DLC just so we can get over with and no- having no plans to patch it at all. Because our last session was janky as fuck. Oh yeah, it was really buggy. And we what was weird is we didn't, we, we, we didn't the experience first time. this last time. Yeah, we had like a couple little ones. I think we mentioned them, but like nothing to this extent. Um, the the waypoints were all over the place. Like we would get to the, we would get to a place where the waypoint wants us, and all of a sudden it would shoot up into the sky, or throw it to the opposite side of the map. Throw it to the opposite side of the map. Um, we couldn't get on elevators. I couldn't press the button to bring the elevator down. I thought we were stuck. Yeah, me too. Um. Thankfully, I was like, let's just wander around for a little bit. And yeah. And fixed it, I guess. Um, I felt like my weapons weren't doing as much damage or were as effective as, as earlier. And I don't want to say it was because of, of our level. Yeah, because um, we're the right... We Every level we've played, we've been the recommended level for it, at least. And and granted, granted, we did take a really long break from Godfall, so we probably weren't as knowledgeable with the controls or how the mechanics work as we did. But... They're pretty easy to learn them. Pretty back. easy to learn. Like, you go if you go to the training area in in your or your hub, you can you can basically get it back. But and playing again is like you have these these status effects that don't do anything. They don't make any difference. Like we were fighting a uh, boss that would 
inflict bleed on us and for a couple of seconds and it stunned you and drained your health okay that's that's the only thing uh or or uh, uh only status effect i saw that actually made a difference there's like these there's like shock dark damage fire damage like like a good rpg would explain these status effects and it would be pretty explicit on what enemies are weak against what but yeah. I, I i don't know anything about godfall i don't godfall other than like it claims to be a looter slasher but it you basically get the same weapon designs with the yeah. same name just higher numbers i okay that's what i was actually gonna say so we played what do you think maybe a couple hours the other night yeah um and in that entire time i got one piece of loot that was better than what i had Mm -hmm. and the funny thing was it was uh, i'm gonna make up a name because i remember it was like you know spear of lightning or whatever right okay and it was an epic weapon and i already had it and i was already using it the weapon I picked up was called Spear of Lightning. The, it had the exact same name, was the, the same like legendary weapon or whatever, and it just had a slightly higher DPS. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So I got rid of the the one that had the the lower DPS and just popped in the new one. And I was like, "So all right, I'm gonna keep using this same weapon because I, I, in my entire two hours, I got one thing that was better than what I had. And it's mm-hmm. the same weapon with the." Uh, and Connor and I probably only have a couple more missions to do, but and when when we're done with this game, we're gonna be done with it. Oh, I'm uninstalling immediately. Same here. And <laughs> we're probably gonna do Borderlands next, uh, just because um, I'm gonna make a comparison with Borderlands when it comes to Godfall of how I would say you do a a looter. I guess I'm how to do a loot game, a mainstream loot game, right? Not counting Diablo. All right, Borderlands. There are several weapon parts that fire in 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 random directions to come together to create a weapon you know so you have your scopes um barrels magazine stock and all this stuff and each one affects the overall score or the stats of the weapon and even down to, even down to the name like um fiery blank blank um shocking blank blank and that tells you the status effect what makes Borderlands so unique, in my opinion, is you can have two weapons that look the same from the same manufacturer, but one will still perform better than the others because the stats are slightly different. So in this case, let's look at a uh, dull SMG. So let's say they had the same base damage and the same magazine capacity. What would make one better than the other, even though they do the same damage, is what, does this one have a scope? Does this one have a higher rate of fire? Is this one more accurate than this one? Mm-hmm. That, in a sense, would would make you want to choose that weapon over the other. Not, oh, here's the exact, literally the exact same weapon with a slightly higher base damage, and that's it. Yeah, that's exactly what I got too. <laughs> and so it's just, I'm I'm all, I'm just about done with Godfall. I literally just just want to get through it just so I can say I beat it. Yeah, we're and so close to the end. It's like let's just finish this up. I, I like, I'm usually like I'm kind of a trophy whore too a little bit, but I honestly have no interest in getting these trophies. Yeah, I don't even know how many I've got. I don't. I, but but that the difference is I don't give a shit about trophies. Oh no, sacrilege! I'm sure because there's a lot. No, of I I take there. that back. I guess I I guess I don't I don't super care about trophies. I don't 
go buy kids games just for the sake of trophies. It's just like I like getting trophies, and I, and, I, and I in some senses I do like some of the challenges that trophies give me, but I don't make any efforts to platinum games. I think the only trophies to me that I actually enjoy getting are the ones for something funny. Like, yes, like it did something stupid in the game, did something funny in the game, and you got an achievement for it. I, I think those are. Fun. We need more of those in games. Yeah. It's it's now oh kill this many oh complete this level it's yes. kind of depressing collect thirty thousand jewels or whatever or oh get ten headshots on this level it's like I don't give a shit those dude. Uh, at the very least Call of Duty still still does stuff like that yeah it's like like I remember in uh the last Modern Warfare the one before um um Cold War you have to go through the entire game with just your starting weapon and. Another one to where when you play as one of the main chicks as a kid, when you're given a gun, you had to kill both guys at the same time with one shot. Hmm. Stuff like that. Like, though that kind of uh, achievements are fun. Yeah. If they're unique. Not just, like, do this normal thing, but do it more times than once. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, Godfall, kind of boring. I just want to be done so we can play some Borderlands. Um, do you have any of the D- DLCs? For what? Borderlands. I have whatever came with the Ultimate Edition. So I think like the first season pass? First season, okay. I, I have a couple. I have to probably have the first two. Mm. I, I'd be willing, like, depending on how much I get paid and and how much fun that we're having with Borderlands, I'd be willing to, to, to drop money on all the DLCs. Yeah. Es- especially the director's, the new director's cut to where each of the characters ha- gets an additional tree. That sounds fun. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would pay more than I already have on the game because I already paid like a hundred bucks for this game. But, right, right. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to play it some more. I've always liked Borderlands. The problem with Borderlands is uh, when I've tried to play through the ones like on the PS4, um, I would always get like three, four, five hours into them, and then the person I was playing with would stop playing with me, and so I'd be like, well. I'll wait for them, and then we never get back to it. So. Yeah, well, you have me, and who's a big who's a Borderlands fan as well. It's just for, for me I, the biggest hurdle with the Borderlands game is just getting over the first couple hours, because I would say um, if we do enough side missions with the current planet that we're on, there there's one there's one uh, boss um, aside from a side mission that you can fight that you can essentially um, farm for a legendary weapon. Oh, nice! And so, Kilovolt. He's he is really he was really hard with my uh, Zane or Moe's build, but probably with how I build Moe's and wh- I, whoever you play with, you we can probably defeat him pretty easily. Yeah. And so and just farm, farm, farm for those legendaries, man. Yeah. And but I'm excited to play Borderlands. Hell, I don't know if we'll do it tonight. It's about eight o'clock. Yeah. And I got it. Mm, we'll see. Maybe, maybe tomorrow night, Saturday. But that's about Godfall. Just want to get it done, and yeah. we can power through it tomorrow, and then switch over to a much better game. Yeah, I'd be happy to clear up some space on my uh, PS5. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's round this out with uh, another co-op game that Connor and I played, uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Yes. This is a PS4 game, but we played it on the PS5. That is essentially a Souls-like game. It has a lot of Souls DNA, but what it essentially is, it's a third-person shooter slasher 
Souls game. Yes. It's it's mostly more focused on the sh- I would say it's more focused on the shooting than than the slashing. I mean, the melee is more of your I'm out of ammo. Here's a last resort, which thing. is weird because it starts you in the beginning as just a melee game. I was thinking about that actually. Um, how you you come to this world in like a boat and all you have is a uh, a longsword. Yeah. When I think about it, I want to say it's that was more of a homage to Dark Souls than anything to do with the story. Yeah. Because they clearly established that there are guns in this world. Why did your character bring it? A sword that looks like something you would bring to a LARP. Yeah. So I, I, w- I want to say it was a homage to Dark Souls. Maybe. But right now, this this game, I will say fighting and shooting the enemies is fun. I do find that a lo- really enjoyable. Everything else I find kind of frustrating. I find the, the level design, like the beginning... You're beginning hub world, uh, not really hub world, but you're beginning base that you have to go through. There is no indication of where anything is. Like you, you were looking for the armory for a good twenty minutes, going to every room. There's no signage. There's 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 no direction of of where you got to go. Um, it's not laid out very wisely. Yeah. Uh, it, it felt like someone that just. Okay, here's a base. This is where the army is going to go. This is where your captain is going to go. This is where blah, 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 blah. And the first hour of the game was just like, all right, go to this person. Errands. Now go to another part of this m- map. All right, now go back to that person. All right, now go to this area of the map. All right, now go back to this you, person again. You were running errands. That's basically what it was. It was like, what am I... And it was easy to get lost. It was just frustrating and annoying. Mm-hmm. So we so we finally go through the go through the prologue. We finally go start playing with each other, and that's when we were start have, having fun with the game. And then the only direction that that we're given is something to do with I I don't know what what the main enemies would call like the root or whatever rooted rotten. There's something. They're tree people. Um. Guys. Yeah. I don't know. And this character's father was studying them, so you have to go to his place of study outside of the city. Yes. Well, we're finally in the city, and it's like find this study outside of the city, mm-hmm. and we're in the middle middle of a uh, um, of a street. We're shooting enemies. The only thing that we find is a locked gate and two sewers, mm-hmm. which has the same assets next to it, like the same car and the, the same rubble behind it. I, I thought we were going in circles, but no, they're two. They lead to two completely different sp- different places. Mm-hmm. There's nothing pushing you to go a certain direction. When it comes to lock gate, I don't know if we have to go through those those sewers to get past that lock gate. We're just guessing. Yeah, we're just guessing. But and here's the thing: in Dark Souls, like we'll, we'll go, we'll go, the, we'll go to the first Dark Souls because I I believe that the first Dark Souls and all the Dark Souls games, not Demon Souls or Bloodborne or anything has the most thought-out level design um, of any of the Souls games because everything's intertwined, and so you had to be, so they had to be mindful. Whenever there's a locked gate in Dark Souls, it would either say locked, which, which would imply you need a key, or does not open from this side, which implies there's another path, pathway to this. Mm-hmm. You don't get this with, with this gate. It's like, okay, it's locked. Well, okay. So you go to... To one sewer, you go through that. We got to the we got to the end of that one, led us nowhere. So I don't know if the other sewer is gonna it's gonna lead us somewhere or not, because there's no direction of where to go. My theory is for this game, 
and if we play it again, I'm just going to roll with this theory, is just go in a direction and just keep wandering that way and just yeah. hoping that we stumble across something because that's the only logic that I can get from that game is just keep going. You know, If you find a path, just take it and just go down it and just keep going down it until you can't go down it anymore and then maybe you'll end up at something you're supposed to be. Yeah, and to me, and to me that's a little frustrating of how you have to be forced to do that because I would say competent level design would push you in a direction. You can still go, like, it still says, hey, you have all these nooks and crannies, all these paths you can explore, but here are some hints of this is the critical path. Mm-hmm. We'll look at, we'll go back go back to Dark Souls, the first game. When you first enter the Firelink Shrine, I'm, try, I'm trying to imagine, imagine now. So you, you see the bonfire right in front of you, in front of you. Your eyes are drawn to the bonfire, and then there's this, um, like almost like arch- like castle area that circles around, and you can see stairs that lead down. And so, uh, and so your eyes are drawn to that. It's like, oh, I can go that direction. And then there's a guy sitting next to the bonfire, the I want the crestfallen warrior. If you talk to him, he says, oh, you're new, blah blah, and you keep talking to him. Says, oh, there's these two bells of awakening, one above, one below. And so with that dialogue combined with the stairs that draw your eye and then to your left, you turn and there's a hill going upward with more stairs into um, an, a canal that, that leads. So you, your eyes are drawn to, the, to these areas and incentivizes you to go a direction. Now, if you go down, you're, you're faced with skeletons, which is an easy RPG enemy, but not Dark Souls. They have shimitars that will do bleed damage, and so again, that says, "Okay, I'm too, I'm too weak for these guys. Let me go the other direction, which is the critical path starting out." It is very competent and well thought out design. This is what Remnant is is lacking. There's no, I understand what you're saying, but I don't like like that in level design. Yeah. Anyway, but other than that, the. Uh, the shooting was fun. Uh, finding the bosses were fun. Um, what's your overall take on it? Uh, again, I want to say we've only played about two, two and a half hours. We have a really weird thing about playing for about two hours and then just being done with, with the game for like a while. We, I think it's just like we play one play session, and then by the time we have time to play another play session, we're like, oh, let's try this other game. That's probably what it is. Um, we just need to focus on games because we're adults and we don't have time for this shit. Yeah, especially the longer games. But, I mean, as far as this game goes, I think I would like to go back and keep playing a little bit until we can kind of hit a point where I think we've gotten into, like, the flow of the game to kind of understand how it goes. Mm-hmm. Because um, we haven't even, like, encountered, like, a main area yet. Like, we, we're we still, like, on that first, like, true mission where you're supposed to, like, go through that gate. Two, two. For, for comparisons, if you guys... Any Dark Souls fans out there that haven't uh, played Remnant, we're basically uh, in the undead Berg part of Remnant. It is funny though that you mentioned like in Dark Souls, like you said, in, like the first area when you go out, there's like there's a, a fallen soldier or something by a, a bonfire. Crestfallen, yeah, yeah. The very first time you encounter a bonfire in this game, isn't there like a like wounded woman sitting by it? Yeah. Which she straight up just dies. Well, she dies by the time you get back. I don't give a shit about that woman. Sorry, spoilers. If you if you care about this random 
nothing character. And again, like I, I cared about the Crestfallen Warrior because he gets more and more depressed <laughs> a, as the story goes on. Because Dark Dark Souls is just so depressing. If you ring, if you ring the first bell of awakening, Crestfallen was like, "Oh, you you rang you rang the bell. That's that's awesome." And then you ring the second one. He he gets inspired. He he wants to go out and brave the world. And then later on, you go down to um. Uh, New Londo, you find him hollow and he attacks you. Oh, that's just sad. He's, he and he and I don't know if you know Connor, but in the lore of Dark Souls, when you go hollow, it basically means you lose purpose. You you've lost your purpose, therefore you go hollow. Mm. And that's why that's why uh, your character Solaire and Sigmire, another character, has has these purposes like. Solaire's purpose is to is to find his own son. Siegmire just wants to go on an adventure, but you keep rescuing Siegmire, and in a sense, you lose his purpose, and he goes hollow. <laughs> it's no. it's all around very depressing. <laughs> At some point, you just gotta watch lore videos. It's huh. great, but on a tangent, Dark Souls tan- tangent, probably because I've been kind of hankering to play Demon Souls again. So. <laughs> Well, we'll finish up uh, Godfall, then we'll, I don't know, if you want, we can touch this game again and touch it, touch it, like we do in Godfall, we touch it, anytime we touch find anything we it, like. Yeah. Which, I I was having trouble touching things. Yeah, the, the prompt to touch it would not come up sometimes. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, yours wouldn't come up sometimes, but I would touch it. Oh. Make that with what you, with what you will. <laughs> Lily, help me. <laughs> Other than that, do you have any other details to add, Connor? No, man. It's about eight. Oh, shut up, Apple Watch. I wasn't talking to you, fucking Siri. The AI man, they know. Yeah, it's 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 getting to uh, Skynet soon. Hey, at, at the rate Boston Dynamics are going, we're gonna have a, a Terminator movie in real life <laughs> soon enough. They're gonna get tired of getting kicked over. <laughs> have you seen the uh, the video of um? The dog robot like reaching in, and the Boston Dynamics keeps pulling him back. Keeps pulling it back, mm-hmm. and it it was a, it was a test for them to like test like the reset. But someone puts uh, a voiceover of the of the robot getting really really fucking pissed off. <laughs> They're like, "God damn it, Carl, stop it!" <laughs> I, I'll show it to you a- after this. But other than that, I would say that's a wrap up for for this episode, and we will see you guys next time. Later.